Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I Can Do mindset when it comes to faith, family, fitness, and food. Let's go. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. Hello and welcome. I am Benjamin Lee. I hope and pray all is well with you. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. We are already in the month of March. Isn't it amazing how fast time really is moving? So stay focused, keep going after those goals, and you will accomplish those things that you're setting out to do. So let's continue on. Today I want to talk about fear, and today I want to talk about overcoming fear one gear at a time. So let me tell you what I mean by that. I want to take you back to 2016. And let me set the stage here. I was at the gym in Beaumont, Texas, over at uh, Exogen. And I was huffing and puffing on the Stairmaster uh, when I got a phone call. I had been looking for a new vehicle, and I needed something that was cheap (laughs) and reliable. And I know that's really hard trying to find a car like that, right? But my prayers, they were answered. So my next door neighbor called me while I was working out and said that another one of our neighbors, he was selling his 1999 Mazda B2500 green truck. It it had about 17,000 miles on it, and I couldn't believe the price that he was asking for, uh, about $1,500. And so it was a 1999 Mazda B2500. It was a green truck. That's what I would eventually call it, the green truck. So before I bought it, though, I got off the Stairmaster as we were talking, and I was excited, and I was also scared all at once. The reason why was because the truck was a stick shift. I don't know how to drive, or I didn't know how to drive stick shift at that time. And the price, however, was just too good for me not to get it. It was only $1,500, so I said yes. I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. So a few days later, I had the title in the truck, and it was now sitting outside of my house. But I didn't drive it. My neighbor actually drove it, the one who told me about it. So the truck just sat there for a few days because I did not know how to drive stick. So I had some decisions that I needed to make. For some reason, I had always been afraid to drive a stick shift. I never had any bad experiences with them before. Growing up, I don't think we ever owned a car that had a a stick shift. So one of the things that I began to think about was from where were these fears arising? To this day, I still don't really know why I was so nervous and afraid to drive a stick shift. I had learned somehow, some way that, that, you know, this was just something I, I would not do, but now I was forced to figure it out. So there was no way I was going to buy this truck and then let the truck simply uh, sit there without me ever driving it. Plus we needed another vehicle. So now was the time for me to really conquer my fear. That would become, I think, a good turning point or a big turning point for me. This was, I believe, in the middle of 2016. But I will tell you, I did have a lot of fears. Um, One of the big challenges that I had or fears that I had was would I stall in the middle of the road? What about at a big intersection? Or what if I had to stop on a street with a pretty big incline? Would I roll back not knowing what to do? Then I often thought about, well, people are going to see me driving this truck and they're going to see my driving skills. 
or really my lack of driving skills. So how is that going to work out? And even worse, what if I accidentally hurt someone because I don't know how to drive this truck? Well, people often say, well, don't worry about your fears because most of them won't happen. Well, that often sounds really good, but in this example or scenario, I think all of my fears happen except for number five. Thankfully, I didn't hurt anybody, but my pride was certainly hurt. I ended up stalling quite a bit all throughout Beaumont. There were times where I was at a major intersection and it did not work out well for me. Uh, I tried to avoid incline or streets that had some uh, really big inclines as well. But nonetheless, I was able to get through it. So after a few days, I knew that I needed some help. So I reached out to one of the other preachers that I was working with at the time, and he took me over to the high school. So it was like starting all over again. He showed me how to go from um, from gear number one to two and three and four and, and how to, um, uh, you know, when to hit the pedals and things like that. And when it was my turn to do it, yep, the car was jerking back and forth. Uh, he had a lot of laughs, uh, looking at me and trying and, and looking at me trying to figure out what I was doing. Then when I dropped him off at his house, his wife was laughing at me as well as I backed up out of their driveway. So nonetheless, I had a lot of people laughing at me. All right. That was a fear that actually came true. The first 30 days, they were really challenging. They were tough. They were at times even a little bit scary. Okay. Because, you know, I felt good on some occasions and then I would get in the truck and it was almost just like I totally forgot how to drive. But in the process of time, I started to become a little bit more confident. The fear was slowly going back into the background. It was still there, but it wasn't as uh, strong as when I first got the truck. And it would creep back in certain occasions or certain situations, no doubt about it. So I had to work really, really hard, not just driving the truck, but really uh, conquering my fear and not worrying so much. As I continued driving the truck, the green truck, and I began to call it the power of the green truck because the green truck really did help me out in so many ways, I began to think about a couple of things. Why did I have so much fear about driving a stick shift. As I continued to drive more, one of the things that I began to take away from all of this is that I had been limiting myself uh, so much. I'd put myself kind of like in this box saying, well, this is something that I could never do. But now I was actually doing it. And so that really opened up my mind to some other ideas. So as I got more confident with the with the green truck, it actually gave me some more confidence to, you know what, I'm going to try a couple of different things. So I had been trying to learn Spanish uh, for a long time. You know, when I was back in high school, I was in a Spanish class. I think I probably got all A's uh, in that Spanish class. I may have been a part of the honor society, but I just didn't know how to speak Spanish. Like I was good with vocabulary and writing things down, but I never got over that hump of trying to be able to have that conversation with someone uh, in Spanish. And so I got the idea, what if I just kind of try to immerse myself, uh, go to Mexico, spend some time there. So I wasn't thinking about six months or nine months. I didn't have that much vacation time. I was thinking more about what about like a week and a half or something like that. So I got the idea and I got permission to go there uh, from the congregation uh, because the big reason or one of the big reasons 
I wanted to learn Spanish was really for evangelism so that that can talk to everybody. And so that was one of the big driving decisions for me to go there. So we were supporting a brother in Christ uh, during that time. Uh, right on uh, who was in uh, Mexico. So uh, I asked if I could stay there with him. He was living on the Texas side uh, on in uh, Presidio. And so uh, I decided that I was going to go there and I drove the green truck. So I had this opportunity now. I'm still a little bit nervous, but the, a lot of the fears have, have now kind of disappeared. So now I'm going to use the green truck. It's going to be about a 12 hour drive the green truck to get me basically to Mexico. And I wish I would have drove it all the way across the border border. I was about one or two miles away and I didn't drive the truck all the way into Mexico. I wish I did, but nonetheless, it was basically all the way to Mexico. So that now created even more fears. Uh, is the truck going to actually stay in one piece? It is a 1999. It was in really great shape, but it's a 1999 truck. I haven't had it that long. Am I going to get stranded? There's more fear now that I'm trying to process and push through. But this time, none of my fears were realized. I did panic a couple of times. I saw the battery level gauge uh, that said low, and I had the battery checked, but everything was fine. And I, that it stayed in that same area the, the, the entire trip, so there was nothing wrong with the battery. And when I got to Mexico, thank the Lord, I made it there safely. Uh, and so the next step was now to see if I could conquer another fear. So I had a goal. Uh, I was given the opportunity to actually preach a sermon in Spanish. So you talk about fear, overcoming fear. That was a, a great fear of mine. So during that time, I had been practicing uh, Spanish, taking some, uh, some, some self-paced classes and things like that. Uh, so now I was there with the preacher. So we were studying every day. As I was preparing for this sermon, he actually sent me or gave me the copy of the uh, of the CD of the sermon. I still don't think I've listened to it. I may have just for a few minutes, but it was pretty bad. I did a sermon called um, Persigue de Leon, Chase the Lion, if I still remember how to say it in uh, in Spanish. So I actually broke that sermon up into two parts. So nonetheless, as I was preparing for that, and then eventually when the Sunday came, I had a lot of fear, but the driving the green truck there, getting there, and at least getting into the pulpit to preach, it it did give me some more confidence. So nonetheless, the sermon, I didn't think, I thought it was absolutely terrible, but thankfully, Uh, The congregation was really, really patient uh, with me. So the time came for me to drive back home. And thankfully, I made it all the way back. I made it back to Beaumont, Texas, and nothing happened. Nothing bad happened with the truck. It didn't stop. I didn't didn't have a flat. Uh, I did forget that driving, once you get past like San Antonio, as you go to Presidio, uh, there's a lot of incline on the highway. And so that gave me some fear as I had to figure out, okay, which, uh, which gear do I need to stay in uh, during this time? So I'm sharing all this with you because this episode is called Overcoming Fear One Gear at a Time. I've learned some things from that green truck. I actually sold the green truck. And uh, it was tough for me to sell it, but it had accomplished, I believed, its purpose. It was making me more nervous because it was a 1999 truck, and I just didn't want to have to put a lot of money into it. But 
that green truck really did help me out and it helped me to overcome some fears that I truly had. It helped me to overcome, I think, some shortcomings with respect to my thinking uh, that I had as well. So I want to talk about overcoming fear one gear at a time. I want to give you seven thoughts to consider, okay? I know that sounds like a lot. Seven thoughts to consider. This may be a longer podcast. Number one, as you think about this idea of overcoming fear one gear at a time, number one, we have to own it. So I literally own the green truck, right? It was mine. I paid money for it. So there was no escaping it. I could not return it. I wasn't going to return it. I needed the second vehicle. As you think about fear, the first thing we need to do is own it. What is it that we're actually afraid of? This is something we're going to have to do because we're going to have to face it eventually head on. So we have to own the fear. So let me give you an example. If you're afraid of public speaking, you need to own it and understand, okay, this is what I'm afraid of. And and even try to figure out why are you afraid of it? Remember, I told you four or five fears that I had. So really think about what is it that you are afraid of? Uh, Is it the public speaking, whatever the case may be? And then maybe one of the ways that you go about owning that fear, if it is something like public speaking, sign up for a class, sign up for like a Toastmasters class. They're all across the U.S., all across the world. That's a way for you to begin to drive out that fear. So number one, we have to own it. Then number two, we have to start it. Right. So I had to take those initial steps with the truck. Uh, I bought the truck. I recognized my fear that I had with the truck. And then I had to open up the driver's door, sit down and start that bad boy up. That was a big deal with the fear that I had. But I embraced it. And you will have to do the same with whatever fear you may have. So you take that first step. You start it so you can begin to conquer that fear. So maybe it's public speaking. You look for that Toastmasters class in your area. You sign up for it. Then you go to that class. All right. Number three, this is where we actually move into gear. Number one, this is where I had a lot of stress, pressure and fear. I had to somehow have the right touch with the pedals so that I could get things going. This is where I stumbled probably the most. There was a lot of hesitation on my part, and I'm thinking about it right now. I wonder if I got back into the green truck or another car that has a stick shift, uh, how quickly I could uh, get back to doing what I used to do. How fast would I be able to remember it? But I do remember this. Gear number one, there was a lot of doubt. And, and what if I didn't get it right? And most of the time, I didn't get it right. I, I stumbled quite a bit in gear number one. I stalled often. Others saw my failure. But you know what? That was another step for me. It was a necessary step because in order to get to gear number two, three, and four, I I needed to get past gear number one. So I want you to think about this. Whatever it is that may be holding you back, that gear number one, that probably will be the most challenging. But you're not going to get to those other gears without this one. So maybe you can skip this part of the process. Sometimes we look for shortcuts, but long term, it probably won't do you too well. You'll be frustrated as you seek to do and conquer new challenges, and you may even want to quit. I certainly did, but you can't because gear number two is right there. So after it took me a while to get to this gear, the second one, when I eventually did, I felt much better. Things began to get a little bit easier. I really started to move and to get some momentum. So when you get to this gear, maybe it's your public speaking or writing a book or starting a blog, whatever the case may be, it really is a great feeling. Things will continue to get better. So you get from you get from owning it 
to starting it to that gear number one where there is a lot of fear to gear number two where things begin to get a little bit easier. Now you're into gear number three. And I got to say, when I got to this point, I was really excited when I could punch it into the third gear. I was the big dog on the road, all right? Or at least that's how I felt. I felt really confident. And that sounds a little bit cheesy, but I don't really care, okay? That was a big accomplishment for me. Certainly, it will be a big accomplishment for you as well. Listen, if your fear is something like public speaking, and you decide to sign up for a Toastmasters class or course, number one, great job. Great job doing that because a lot of people won't even do that. You signed up for that first talk. Now, you write that talk, and then you get up to present, present that talk, And then rest assured that you're doing the best that you can do. But now you have to keep on going. And so now you're in the gear number three. Now we need to move to number four and number five. And that's really where I felt like I was in beast mode, okay? (laughs) There was nothing that was going to stop me. I could now drive on the highway and keep up with everyone else. I was on the freeway to success. Some people are maybe laughing listening to this, but the green truck... I love the green truck because it showed me there were some things that I had in my mind that for some reason um, had been there for a long time. I didn't need to have those anymore in my mind. And so the green truck slowly helped me to eliminate some of those thoughts that just did not need to be there. As you overcome your fears one gear at a time, you will eventually hit the freeway of success. Maybe it's public speaking or preparing for a half marathon. I'll say this too. Look, if you're getting ready to run a half marathon, you buy those shoes, that's success, okay? You sign up for the race, that's that's helping you uh, on the path of success. You start that uh, couch to 5K training or couch to half marathon, whatever um, uh, training that they may have, that's helping you to be successful, all right? So all of these steps are helping you to become successful. And as you get to gear number four and number five, you're going to be on that freeway of success. And eventually, you're going to reach a point where everything feels like it's smooth sailing. Because it is. And most of the time it will be, but I will have to warn you about something. The green truck taught me something very important. Eventually, you got to go back to gear number one. <laughs> so even though I was driving and felt good in those in those uh, bigger gears, eventually I had to slow down and go back to, to gear number one. Now, we can't always stay in gear number four or five. Eventually, there's going to be a stoplight, a stop sign, or some slow driver in front of us. That was the case with me. I had to start all over again, but that's okay. One of the things that I took away from all of this is that the green truck had a way of humbling me because as soon as I felt really confident and that I had it all figured out, now I had to prove it all over again. Could I do it all over again? So I had to keep proving myself in this truck. So will you. You do that first Toastmasters talk or you write the first 500 words of that book. Congratulations. But the next morning, you're going to have to get up and write 500 more words The next week, you're going to have to give up and give another Toastmasters talk. So there's this constant proving that will have to continue to happen. That's, however, how we will continue to be successful. We can do it over and over again. And it is going to require confronting our fear over and over and over again. Isn't that what we see all the time in life? 
We're going to have to continue to build upon the success that we already have. And sometimes success can be the greatest danger to future success. I think I heard that from someone else. Either I heard it from someone else or maybe I made it up. But uh, but nonetheless, success is often one of the greatest dangers to future success. And that's uh, and, and so that's something you need to think about. And the fact that while we may be in those higher gears, we're going to have to go back to gear number one. That's going to help us to stay humble, and it's going to force us to stay hungry as well. And so I want you to think about this. Do you have a green truck in your life? Maybe it's not a literal green truck, but something that for the longest time, maybe you've been afraid of. Maybe you've been really nervous about doing. Maybe you've just worried about what everyone's going to think if you decide to start that podcast or your podcast or your blog or write a book or whatever the case may be. It's time for you to overcome that fear one gear at a time. You can do it. I know you can. So you need to own it. Then you need to start it. And then you need to make the progressions from gear one to gear number five and keep on going. All right. Whatever the gears may look like for you. Okay. So you just keep on going. And as you do this, the fear will slowly vanish away. That's what this is all about. All right. So look for what it is that maybe you've been holding back from doing, or maybe it's something that you've just been afraid of. Maybe you don't even know why. If it's a if it's a language, sign up for uh, uh, you know learning how to how to speak Spanish or French. Sign up for a class. Sign up for Toastmasters. Maybe take some type of coaching class to learn how to how to write a book. Whatever the case may be, take the action today. And the faster you do this, I think probably the more satisfied you may feel. Because now you can at least give it a shot. You can give it a shot. And maybe some of the, the, <laughs> the big fears that you have, maybe they will happen. I don't know. But it probably won't be as bad as you might think. I hope this helps. Keep going. And remember, I can do and so can you.